The next lesson is from the book of John, first chapter, verses 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to, con to testify concerning that light, so that all through him might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own. But his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen, seen his glory, the glory of the, the one and only Son who, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is God's word. Thanks be to God. Wow, what a joyous time together on this Christmas Sunday. You know, if you have a favorite book or a favorite story or a favorite film, you may notice that they have one common characteristic. You don't want to put them down. You don't want it to end, right? A good story is something that you'll lose yourself to. You want to find out what happens. And if you're a child, maybe you sneak in a, a flashlight to hide under your, your blankets, even after your parents have turned off the lights and said it's bedtime. Is that right? You don't want it to end, right? Whether it's the Lord of the Rings or the Catcher in the Rye, whether it's Captain Underpants or Captain America, we find it easy to lose ourselves to a good story because it's so compelling. Now, through the service today, we've been walking through the story of Christ's arrival described in Scripture. And for some, this story has become all too familiar. For the others of us, it might be not so familiar. And in either case, losing ourselves to this particular story is, can be challenging. If it's too familiar to us, the wonder of it has lost its luster. And if it's not very familiar to us, then it kind of is a, maybe a sweet, perhaps nostalgic, but not largely irrelevant to our day-to-day -day lives. But today, as we've taken the time to listen to these different parts of Scripture, telling the story of God's love for the world, I invite you to take a step back and slow down. Where do you find yourself in the story today? Take in the highlights that we've walked through this morning. The story of God's arrival was planned before creation. That means before any other story was ever made up, this story was already set in motion. John's gospel that Susie and Rob read for us so eloquently reminds us how the story begins at the very beginning of time. 
in the beginning, the Word was with God, the Word was God, and the Word uh, was with God. Three big claims of Jesus' divinity. Before the universe was created, Jesus, was, Jesus existed. Jesus was with God, and Jesus was equal to God. And then we get to verse 14, where John tells us that the Word became flesh. That word comes from the Latin word incarnate, incarnation, comes from the word incarnate, which means in the flesh. Literally, Jesus is God with skin on. And to discover this good story, we don't have to read reviews on IMDb and decide if it's good enough for us to spend our time with. We don't have to wait for it to be our reservation to come due at the library. The story we find comes to us. In fact, the author of the story comes to us and says, do you want to find out more? But the question is why and why does it matter? You know, in these earlier readings, we find that our first parents, Adam and Eve, failed to live into this great story intended by the living God. For them, but for all of creation. They took things into their own hands. They wanted to control their narrative. They wanted to control their destiny. You could say that they wanted to write their own storylines of their lives. And what was the result? A broken relationship. A broken relationship with one another, with creation, but most of all with the living God of the universe. And so began thousands of years waiting for a hero to come and help resolve this conflict. You know, in our individualistic Western ideal, we are told that each of us can be the heroes of our stories. Each of us can be the authors of our destinies. But here's the problem with that ideal. If we're going to compare ourselves to the other 8 million people currently living on this earth, we can't all be heroes and we can't all be Pulitzer Prize winning authors of our stories. And even if we could, Everyone would just write everyone else to serve our purposes, to make us look the best. You see, writing our own stories is either incredibly pressure-inducing or incredibly and completely egotistical. But the Christmas story of Christ's arrival reminds us that you don't have to write the story for yourself. You don't have to make the story so compelling for the world to notice. The pressure is off of our shoulders. The arrival of Christ is a story that we can enter into fully. We can lose ourselves in the story because God knows us more than we know ourselves. God loves us even more than we love ourselves. And the story is the story of God's love of the greatest proportions. It's a story that says, you don't have to figure it all out. You don't have to write your own story. You don't have to be the star to be seen and loved and to be honored. And at the same time, you don't have to cover up all the ugly stuff of your life. The shame, the brokenness, the disappointment, and the pain. Those don't define you. Because the living God of the universe sees you and knows you, and loves you. 
And Jesus, God in the flesh, God with skin on, takes on your shame, takes on your pain, takes on your brokenness and disappointment. All because God loves you. Christmas is a celebration of God's love for the world, especially for you and I. Theologian Dan Allender says this about Christmas, saying, There's something about the word become flesh that says there is nothing small about human existence. Christmas and Jesus' arrival says there's nothing small about your existence, about your life, mistakes and all. And I know for myself, I've come to discover this is a very compelling story that I want to be a part of. And I hope it is for you as well. And perhaps today, on Christmas Day, 2022, you're here today to hear Jesus say, I love you, I see you, and you don't have to figure it all out for yourself. Will you walk with me? Will you let me be in relationship with you? And if you've answered yes to that question, you have just taken a step further into the greatest story of all time, both literally and figuratively. And I pray that God's love would be revealed to you even more. Let's pray. God, we thank you for Christmas, not just because of the gifts and the time and the family, but because it reminds us of the greatest love in history revealed to each one of us. We thank you that it's an invitation to enter into the greatest story and an invitation to lose ourselves to the greatest story of all time. God, as we come to gather this morning on Christmas Day 2022, may our hearts be warmed by this invitation of your love. And may we step in to this story even more in this coming year. We thank you, Lord, that in that place is safety and healing and purpose. And that we can lose ourselves but find something even greater. We thank you for your presence and your love for us. In Jesus' name.